listening to the Astral Hour. I'm your host, Astral Meadow. Join me as we take a glimpse into the mysterious. Welcome everyone. Today I'm joined here with my friend Shanti Free. Shanti is an integrative wellness and transformative coach an energy healer and teacher, intuitive counselor, and metaphysician. She specializes in many different movement-based healing modalities, such as Qigong, ecstatic dance, and multiple styles of yoga and meditation. She has also trained in numerology, cosmobiology, Taoist shamanic practices, crystal light therapy, vibrational medicine, along with many other healing therapies. She guides and mentors individuals seeking radical personal transformation and awakening. That's quite a bit of stuff you specialize in. Uh, so how did you start all of this? Like, what's a little bit of your background? And Well, yeah, I've had a lifetime on, on being able to uh, explore and discover and experience uh, all of this that has to do with uh, natural healing. It's, um, I grew up with it, actually. My mother had been practicing yoga for, I believe, eight years when I was born. And so, um, and I grew up at a, in a yoga institute, um, uh, ashram-like. Okay. I was so, you know, got to see a lot of uh, different masters, different teachers, um, had all sorts of practices as a lifestyle. Right. Uh, yoga is a lifestyle. And so, um, including, you know, part of my uh upbringing learning is so uh, had to do with astrology with you know the new term is cosmobiology is a way okay. of learning about self more. okay and then how to work with energies that are you know definitely affecting us uh, in so many different ways and and how to manage those and that's where yoga came in right right yeah. so when you study your chart like is all this sort of show up in it like your interest in all of these things yeah actually like you were born into it like yeah I know um Pluto is in my eighth house Uh and uh when you have Scorpio and Pluto and uh especially uh planets in your eighth house you'll definitely have uh interest in anything occult metaphysical Uh uh-huh we know that occult is just you know things that uh mysteries that have yet to be revealed right not a cult cult. it's two different words i'm gonna like always keep driving that in on the show like yes but uh yoga and anything metaphysics uh, astrology is definitely shows there Okay. Um, what types of yoga do you specialize in? I know there's lots of different limbs and. Yeah, there's always, um, you know, I, I grew up with uh, my mother always telling me yoga is one. And yet, you know, we have uh, so many different ways to uh, enjoy the practice, depending on our personality, actually. Right. right. Uh, there's actually 18 paths. Okay. Uh, yoga meaning union, connection, mm-hmm. integration. There's d- eight different paths to get to that experience of unity or oneness, right? That oneness that we want to experience. Um, and so uh, it, it's uh, usually uh, four major paths are talked about uh, or practiced or known, um, such as Hatha Yoga, which is the one that deals with the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have bhakti yoga, which is the yoga of devotion, uh, yoga of the heart. Uh, you have jnana yoga, 
which is the going through the intellect, mm-hmm. learning everything there is to learn, to understand how things are interconnected. Right. Yeah. So do you think it's good to try all the yogas or is it good for some people to like really focus all their attention on one? Well, again, depends on the personality, right? Right. So, I mean, when it comes to Hatha yoga, yeah, we do have a lot of different styles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are practices that, well, you can practice yoga in a hospital bed. Right. You can um, do yoga with heat. You can do yoga, you know, that is very gentle, restorative. Right. so, you know, there's so many, there's booty yoga, which is so fun, you know, with uh, the dancing. Yeah, and I just learned that when I was uh, seeing Shakina, I went yeah. to the, the restroom after and they had a class and I was like, this is a yoga I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so again, you know, depending on your personality, I always encourage everyone to go and explore and see right. what's the right fit, you know, for that, for that, you you can then, you know, you, you learn what you need to learn and then you go to the next one and right. you know get to explore right i've really many. enjoyed doing like yin yang but i in my mind i'm like oh this is called yin yang yoga but then when philip was talking about it he was like well it has vinyasana in it ashtanga in it it's kind of like a good combination of this active and also like a relaxing and i'm like this is my yoga. Yeah. like this is yeah. my path right here it's yeah. like the good combination of both so. yeah most people that come to my classes they and that uh, saying, I feel calm yet energized. Right. That's what we're going for. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah. I don't want to be possible. asleep. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah, possible. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see. Could you explain a little bit about what Qigong is and what a class would look like? And what are some of the benefits of that? Yeah. Well, um, Qigong, which sometimes is also known as Qigong, uh, Qi is and Qi are words that are referring to the life force. Okay. And gong is uh, working steadily with the, the life force, right? Working steadily with the energy that we've been giving and how to manage that energy. So we begin with managing our physical energy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we're able to do that is what helps us to then manage our mental energy and our emotional energy. And as it goes, is you know, energy has so many different qualities. So it can, we can feel high energy, uh, low energy. We can feel really um, uh, scattered energy or contracted. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel that feeling like up in knots, right? Right. And so it's a way that uh, we can. Uh, in in a Qigong class, there's three main principles. Uh, first is purging energy, clearing, cleansing, releasing energy. So there mm-hmm. are practices specifically for that. Uh, then there are the practices that help to open up the, all the energy channels. And it's um, been said that we have 72,000 channels wow. <laughs> to open. So, <laughs> um, so practices that then, you know, help to open those channels so that then the energy can circulate right. um, and go because sometimes we have a whole lot of energy in our brain too much thinking, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so how to then allow those channels to then distribute that energy to every part of the body so that it can function more optimally, right? right? You know, have greater health, greater stamina. We need energy for everything. Right. Everything requires energy. And then um, 
the part of tonifying or strengthening uh, all the various parts of uh, all the systems in our in our body. But you know, there's the spiritual energies as well, which is then uh, as you do 100-day gongs, you know, the practice of that you do steadily, right? Okay. You can then have experiences where you go through the veil. You, um, you know, the, the sometimes in, in our human experience when, you know, our consciousness is not quite awakened yet, you know, that whole uh, awakening of consciousness, um, we cannot perceive certain things in life uh, or, or, and, and so through the practices of Qigong, you can actually uh, go through that and allow a, a different experience of perception of reality, a different uh, state of, uh, it's almost like an altered state of being. Right. Yeah. So you, you get to, yeah, different, uh, uh, experience different states of consciousness, which is the ultimate um, purpose. Well, Ultimate purpose is actually liberation, uh-huh. uh, as it is uh, said in yoga. In Qigong, they talk a lot about uh, longevity, mm-hmm. you know, how to live long and, you know, be able to accomplish the mission that we're here to accomplish, you know, whatever it is that we set ourselves to do, uh, to have the energy right. to do it. Right. And, and But especially that part of managing, right? Managing our energy is so difficult to manage our mental and emotional energy. And that's the part I love about yoga and anything physical, anything that requires movement because you're utilizing, you're, you're uh, grounding it. You right. are able to um, grab a hold of the body. Mm-hmm. And so then because there is no separation between right. body, mind, and spirit, then you're able to work with all of it, right? You know, to have this integration of all aspects of, of yourself. Right, like really bringing it all into harmony and it's like working together. Yes, harmony is a big key yeah, word. I've, I've done um, quite a few Qigong videos, but they like they don't really explain anything, but I've had like really cool experiences during it and I'm like, I want yeah. to figure out what I'm feeling when I'm doing this, but like I really do feel like this energy in my hands, yes. like with certain postures and then you like push it out and I just I don't know what it is about some of the positions but I'm like having I am having experience I feel like the energy is coming in and I am like literally moving it around yes Yes. and I'm really into this show um, Avatar the Last Airbender and they like um, move elements and stuff so there's like water benders and fire but like all of the postures are a lot like that so the whole time I'm doing it probably because I've watched way too much of the show I'm like imagining like fire coming out or air or whatever so I feel like in in a way I like somehow add the elements in absolutely you know it's it's um uh the elements within us are you know when we're working with fire is certainly you know that um uh sometimes this all that uh anger or you know energy that certainly feels like fire um and then uh you know we can have all of them out of balance when we are, for example, water, you know, when we're feeling too teary or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes we feel kind of like not enough emotion, you know, kind of almost numb, right? right. And so the water element, understanding that uh, the air element, especially working with breath and using uh, breath, because Qigong has been um, described as slow with breath. Mm. So 
in in the breath is where uh, we're able to have more clarity of our mind you know being able to work with that mental energy mm-hmm. um and uh and then earth sometimes we feel too lethargic or too not able to move right and uh some of the things that we can do to uh get the energy moving is moving the breath right right and uh, sometimes we don't feel grounded enough or, you know, just all these things. And so right. harmony, yeah, yeah, bringing all of the elements into balance and harmony is the the purpose, one of the purposes, yeah. So I've been looking a lot at my astrology chart, and then now my friends randomly send me their astrology charts. Yeah. And when I look at mine, I actually have almost a perfect balance of elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that might be some kind of blessing or something. But Absolutely. I look at some of my friends... Um, and like they'll have a lot of earth and they'll also kind of struggle with like getting things moving or or stuff that like when they talk to me they're like gosh I wish I was like you because but is there like so if you had a lot of earth like is there practices that that kind of person would do to you know bring other elements in yeah yeah that would be exactly you know and this that's one of the things with astrology um, or the new term cosmobiology to right. get to learn self more and what energies uh, do we come into this planet with, right? right? You know, what what is our inventory, you know, and what's lacking, what's missing. So right. it's kind of what you're saying. And um, and so when um, certainly when we're lacking um, some of the elements is, you know, just drinking more water, especially for somebody who has too much earth, right? right? You know, it can get dried up if it doesn't have the water, Ah, (laughs) right? right. Yeah, you know, so to allow that a little bit more uh, fluidity uh, is is to incorporate the element of water. So just even drinking more water, being around water, immersing yourself in water, you Mm -hmm. know, that kind of thing. Uh, for air elements, actually, you know, when there's too much air is to learn, definitely doing breath work. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, it's learning how to manage that a lot of air. Right, because right? it's you around know? us all the time, but, like, yeah. to actually control it yeah, and, like, it's... use it and not just, you know, live in it, but yeah, cause direct it's, it. Yeah, because it's the one that rules the, the mind. And so okay. uh, there's a saying in yoga, um, breath is the master of the mind and the mind is the master of our emotions mm. so learning how to master our breath how to how to work with it you know how right. to be in charge of the breath right, right? because um, every emotion that we're experiencing there's a particular breathing pattern that uh, happens right you know right. when we're anxious we breathe a certain way versus when we're angry or you know when we're sad or depressed you know we're breathing a certain way right so uh, there are various uh, breathing techniques that can help with um, the different emotions and how to balance them. And so, as I, you know, one of the things for those of you who are listening, and thank you, by the way, I imagine that if you're attracted to this, is because there's something here for you. So keep, you know, <laughs> uh, stay tuned in. But I wanted to leave some things practical. So, since we're talking about the breath and the management of uh, the elements within us, um, in the emotions, especially in the mind, um, you know, breath work is something that anybody can do, right? You know, is um, it sounds so simple, and as we know, it's not necessarily easy. I find that it requires coaching, and right. that's part of you know, <laughs> that's one of my roles is to, yes. you know, coach people because there's a lot of different obstacles that get in the way, and I hear a lot about, oh, I I tried that breath work, and it didn't work, right? uh-huh. and that's because you know we still 
what happens is that, you know, uh, most of us are truly ADD. You know, we, we have to train our attention mm -hmm. and we have to stay with it long enough right. uh, in order for it to work. And so uh, in uh, uh, one of the practices of Qigong, and I, uh, uh, I really appreciate uh, some of the things that come from both yoga and Qigong and, and, and all the other um, modalities that fall under the energy medicine. Right. Um, but it's um, uh, healing sounds. Okay. Healing sounds. It's something that um, we have, uh, there's six particular healing sounds that have been passed on since 2500 BC. And they continue to get passed on because they do work still, uh -huh. right? Um, but one of the sounds is um, the simple sound of ah. It's just, you know, it's something that is interesting. It's considered to be the sound of the heart. So whenever we need to calm our heart or awaken our heart or open our hearts or, you know, allow that sense of your heart just being able to um, relief or release, release any anything that's in there that is causing disturbance, mm -hmm. right? So just sounding a nice, long, extended ah, uh, so I like to just, you know, go ahead and um, demonstrate and, and perhaps, you know, uh, feel free to naturally uh, uh, join in. But is um, you take a nice slow inhale through the nose always because that's how we absorb energy in the body. There's two channels right behind the nostrils mm -hmm. that uh, the life particles, that which we call chi or prana, uh, get absorbed through those channels. And so through the nose, you inhale into your uh, diaphragm, lowering the diaphragm, lower lungs. And so then uh, allowing that slow inhale. Uh, keep going uh, but just allowing that nice long extended exhalation and it's almost sometimes you feel like going ah you know? right right <laughs> somebody once told me it's like a quiet scream right <laughs> but it's just allowing you know the heart needs to definitely so um i i i say when when we are expressing from our heart we go ah ah right ah. <laughs> right it's a natural sound yeah. of ah so the ah sound uh, really helps our heart, for sure. Um, and and so if you practice it, you know, do it for six six breaths. Okay. And uh, and then do that. Uh, another one is the sound of the wind. You know, the sound of the wind is actually uh, utilized for helping to release worry. Okay. And so in that one is just you know uh, imagining the sound of the wind uh, through the desert perhaps and you know just allowing this nice again inhale through the nose and then and doing that about six times as well. Yeah. Um, there's other sounds um, such as shoe. Shoe is uh, one that is used for cleansing the liver. Mm. and releasing and helping to manage the energy of anger. And for that is the also the antidotes. What is the medicine, right? You know, that one needs to, um, we talk in terms of cultivation uh, because we're 
always cultivating something, right? There's many things that we need to give energy to and nurture and attend to. And so um, in these practices is, uh, uh, you know, well, the Dalai Lama said that uh, one of the antidotes to anger is compassion, right? And the cultivation of loving kindness mm -hmm. and uh, forgiveness. Right. You know, that's really big and, and healing, in order for us to heal, we need to learn how to forgive, right? Um, especially ourselves. Mm -hmm. But in any case, you know, when it comes to anger, shu is the sound with breath. So that would go like, and you do that about six times. And sometimes you have to do it. Uh, you stop at the sixth breath, and then you check in. Okay. And if you need to do it again, you know, you do it again. Uh, but there are movements with these sounds as well that uh, can help to open those particular channels for the liver, or for the lungs, uh, for the kidneys. There's the five major organs that uh, are, are processing all these emotions. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the sound creates vibration, it, it creates this uh, releasing and clearing, it allows for the exhalations to be longer than the inhalations. And in the inhalations, eventually, you'll notice that you take deeper breaths. Mm -hmm. So it helps with that as well. Um, and so sounding long and extended exhalations helps you to just have that sense of your whole body sighing. Right. Right. You know, and it feels it feels wonderful. So yeah. Are there any um, sound tools that you use in your practice? You know, we do the voice. And oh, the right. Yes. Um, so, uh, yes, I do have uh, several uh, beautiful, uh, now they're having the technology where we have these beautiful crystal bowls that have, uh -huh. you know, that they're tuned to a particular frequency. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, and each of the uh, frequencies, Again, the uh, energy medicine. And, I, you know, I like to say that uh, it is uh, when we're using vibration, frequency, uh, sound healing, mm -hmm. it's so that our bodies, all every cell and atom in our body begins to resonate to uh, that particular frequency, right? And so restoring ourselves to that harmonious frequency right that even and steady and harmonious frequencies so uh yeah there are beautiful tools that i use um and and when we use the toning our own sound naturally you know you can do that anywhere uh, you don't have to uh, invest because they can some of them can yes. definitely be a little bit expensive but worth it right for sure um, also working with um, the the vibration bed that uh, uh, Shakina helped to design, uh -huh. uh, and uh, um, I I had experienced the listening and feeling the the sound vibration frequency throughout the whole body. Mm -hmm. So we have this bed that uh, we have the biomagnetic. Um, uh, field, which is the negative field, that once you experience that, is um, is the one that helps to deeply, deeply relax the nervous system, mm -hmm. among reducing inflammation and increasing circulation. Uh, but then you know there's the vibration, 
uh, that gets to be experienced throughout the whole body as well as the headphones that you can then be listening to the music. So, uh-huh. yeah, it, it is amazing. It's one of my favorite uh, things and very effective. That's the thing that, you know, uh, nowadays that we have this technology, it, it's so much easier and faster to get ourselves back into a state of harmony uh-huh. and balance and equilibrium and recalibrate ourselves um, than, than we used to be able to, right? And right. Uh, so uh, it's uh, really grateful for, for what we have available. And, you know, that's one of the things that I uh, is, is very much appreciated by all the clients that come. Right, yeah. yeah I had, they can feel a quick difference. Yeah, I had my experience um, on the bed thing, and I really feel like it is, like, still working with me. Like, whatever we did, I, I've yeah. felt, like, different since then, and I don't feel like I've actually, like, backtracked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like it still continues to work inside yeah. of me. I don't know how, I don't yeah. know how to explain it. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, you know, anytime that we do uh, any meditation practices, breath work, anytime we're working with our nervous system, mm-hmm. we're literally creating new brain pathways. Right. Yeah. It's like neuroplasticity. Or... Yes, neuroplasticity. And so we don't lose that. It just keeps, you know, it's, it's cumulative. So it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, again, bringing ourselves to that harmonious um uh, frequency because well and I like to uh, uh, bring up the topic of trapped emotions uh-huh. yeah because um, you know they're definitely energy frequencies that are very much alive in our body there's a book um, that are uh, is titled uh, feelings buried alive never die mm. And uh, we know that we've been trapping emotions perhaps since childbirth, even right. maybe in the womb. Right. And, uh, and so it's uh, is one of the main, uh, is where I'm focusing more now, uh-huh. is in helping and releasing those trapped emotions. And sound definitely is one of the ways. Right. Right. Um, but it is, um, you know, that part of um, bringing this, uh, into our conscious awareness of energies that are living within us that are creating disturbance and can can eventually also, when they stay chronic and we're not able to, or, you know, don't know how, uh, you know, what do we do with this this uh, trapped energy here, this trapped emotions, right? We're not even conscious that they're there. Right. Um, disease is that composite word that means uh, dis is lack of ease lack of ease so a lot of this work is about restoring ourselves back to a state of ease Mm -hmm. in our physical our mental our emotional our spiritual beings right Right. and so um there's a process called uh emotion code okay yeah that's one of the tools that i utilize because Uh it's um utilizing energy medicine um and kinesiology testing so that it can uh, easily, very, um, uh, we can discover which emotion is ready to be released. Right. That's the first question because sometimes we have emotions that we're not ready to release. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, the first one is, you know, is there an emotion that is ready to be released? Uh, my granddaughter actually 
it, it was a, a, a great confirmation of, you know, or she, I, I had this, uh, did this with her and she asked me to do it again. She says, you know, I've gone to a therapist for three to four weeks, you know, before I can discover, you know, what you were able to find out in just a few moments. Right. Yeah. So um, in any case, you know, there is, uh, because it's energy, there are, uh, we work with um, a magnetic field tool that can then help to erase clear uh, that trapped emotion. Mm-hmm. Naturally, the conversations necessary to and the coaching to help in not having it be trapped again, right? right. You know, because then what can we do to uh, uh, prevent or manage, you know, when things come up so that we're not uh, trapping that emotion? Ideally, we feel the emotion and we're done with it. Right. But generally, you know, we're not necessarily in um, society that supports, you know, for us to go through that range of emotions, right? right. You know, so we tend to trap them naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we have ways that we can release those unconscious trapped emotions. Right. I yeah. found that I don't always know what's trapped, but, and I don't, like, I'm not always aware of where it's at in my body. But when I do the thing, whatever it is, to release it, I feel different. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize how heavy that was, right. you know? Like, and it, So I might have, n- like, never been aware of it, but the moment, you know, and it's different healing modalities sort of help me in different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I'll walk out and I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to have to to face it the same way again, you know, because I'm never going to allow that back in, right. you know? It's never going to be a part of my identity again, even yeah. though, like, I might you know, stumble on it, you know, but I'm not, it's not going to define me ever again, you mm-hmm. know, so it's a beautiful thing to release these. Things. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that, that part of uh, truly feeling in charge, right, of our own, well, our, ourselves, uh, um, feeling in charge of what happens, the experience that we're having, the reality that we're creating, right, you know, is that part of uh, working with this energy is managing, you know, learning the different ways. And you right. are right. There are so many different ways that we can uh, release these trapped emotions. And, uh, and, and that's why I have <laughs> dedicated my life, <laughs> right. you know, to, um, to learning all the various ways so that when a client comes in, uh, it depends on, you know, everyone is so unique right, that I point. can draw from various different modalities and seeing what, you know, what would help best, you know, to, um, again, to restore a sense of ease, right, right, to experience a sense of equilibrium, to return to feeling our most natural selves, right, as, you know, recently one client said, I feel like myself again, right. Right. right, you don't realize how far you get off of the path until you come back on. And you're like, wow, there I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, you know, when we're stressed, we can't feel our natural selves. Right. And so one of the main things is, you know, and I've come upon a, a lot of people. I've been doing this now for 27 years. And, you know, and, and well, I grew up with it. But, you know, here in, in Knoxville and other places, it's been um, uh, always the... I don't know how to relax. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the main things. You right. know, how do, what do I do with this anxiety? Because right? mm-hmm. we're just not taught in our culture. Like yeah. your culture was a little different. Your parents were yogis. You always sort of had this basis from a young age, mm-hmm. you know. But here, 
you know, they, there is nothing. They don't, you know, like, go outside. You know, that's the, I don't yeah. know what they tell you, yeah. but like, no one ever taught me to breathe. Right. No one ever taught me, you know, about the stillness. Although I would recognize when I would do these things that it would make me feel better. No one was like, this is what's happening. Yeah. You know, when you're in timeout and you're reflecting, you know, like, mm-hmm. I feel like if it was just taught at a younger age that we wouldn't have all these wounded adults because they would have been working on things as they grew up, you know, so it wouldn't be so stored. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, and um, uh, right now I have the opportunity to work with children and uh, and it's just been great because, yes, the earlier that we start, the better. But um, at any age, you know, we can start. Right. It's important to start, right? And I, I want to, uh, if I may share the, you know, there's a, um, the four R's is what uh, I came up with, you know, in helping with, uh, especially when there's stress or anxiety. And, you know, it's uh, uh, the first R is to recognize the stressful thought. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, it's uh, important that uh, whatever it is that we are feeling is started with a thought. You know, uh-huh. as the, the the driving thought, right? So recognizing that stressful thought, and the second R would be to uh, redirect your attention. Right, you know, is to uh, you know, I, I use other things as well as you know the uh, asking the. Uh, the four questions, you know, there's four questions that we must ask ourselves when we're having a thought that seems to be just so, you know, grabbing a hold and just can't seem to shake it off. And, you know, certainly is that uh, the the important question, is it true what I'm thinking? Because sometimes, you know, we believe things that are not even true. But redirecting our attention uh, to present moment, to redirecting our attention to our breath, uh-huh. Right, so that then the third R would be uh, to regulate our breath, and what I like to leave, uh, you know, for for those listening is, you know, that exhaling twice as long as you inhale, you know, mm-hmm. would be the anti-anxiety breath. There's also um, something that Dr. Andrew Weil has been making really popular, which is the four seven eight breath pattern. Mm. Uh, which is inhaling to four, holding for seven, exhaling to eight. And there's a little bit of coaching that is required in that. But, you know, the the um, exhaling twice as long as you inhale. And what's important is not the depth of the breath, it's more the rhythm of the breath. Okay. Um, so that if you inhale to two, you exhale to four. But for those of you who can inhale deeper, mm-hmm. then you exhale twice as long as that because you are then able to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system. Uh, It is uh, the one that is responsible for the exhalation. So when you're exhaling longer Mm -hmm. than you inhale, not only are you releasing and letting go of the stressful thought, the fearful thought, um, and sounding the breath works better as well. but then you're also uh, engaging that parasympathetic nervous system that is the one that's helping you to, that will then, you know, make sure that you are able to get into that um, relaxed state. Right. Yeah. Uh-uh. And then uh, the four R would be to repeat the process whenever necessary. <laughs> okay. I like that. I yeah. Like that. It's always good to have those little things 
I don't know that you can remember, you know, because when I have anxiety or so, I feel like I just forget everything. Like my husband will be like, you need tea or, you know, and yeah. I'm like, it's like, well, I can't think properly. So having like the four R's, like that's yeah. a good way yeah. to bring me back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing something physical is always, you know, important as well. You know, that kind of brings you back to, you know, feeling yourself again and just, uh, 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 being able to just yeah move some of that energy because right. anxiety is such a you know very high sort yes. of uh, yeah it, the heart is beating fast and understanding that your sympathetic nervous system is the one engaged right and what they have discovered or learned is that you know by turning on your parasympathetic is the way that you can then turn off you know your uh, sympathetic response you know that stress response right I feel yeah. like movement helps me to like it's sort of a main maintenance thing. So instead of trapping things, if if I can acknowledge it and then move, then it doesn't get stuck on me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, and it's gone, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think movement's important. And I think sometimes we forget that part of like yoga and stuff. We're like, oh, it's exercise. And it is, you know, it's yeah. good to exercise. But there's all these other components to yoga that it's really to keep us in this state, you know. So it's not just about getting in shape or being more flexible. Right. There's like these deeper purposes. I would say, you know, just jump up and down or dance or, you know, just allow yourself. Yeah, shaking is one of the uh, practices of Qigong. And so just moving all that energy out. But there's also another tool that I work with is emotional freedom technique. Mm -hmm. And so that's a tapping uh, method. And so sometimes when... Uh, you're not able to move, you know, you can gently tap um, different points that are connected to those energy channels where the energy may be trapped. Right. And so then it gets the energy moving, oh, unstuck, right? And so good. there's a, uh, in the in the first step in emotional freedom is uh, about uh, sending a message is the way that I think of it, you know, as you're tapping a certain point is uh, activating that part of your brain, the hippocampus, mm-hmm. that then releases the hormones that help you to feel more at ease, safer, you know, uh, to feel what you're feeling. Okay. And that part of, you know, accepting, accepting what we're feeling right. in the moment. Sometimes the stress, if you have noticed, is that, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. Or, right. you know, why am I feeling you that? Feel like you know, we start judging yeah. and we start, you know, doing all this. And that's, you know, it's something that uh, one of the main messages that I uh, bring to uh, the middle path, which is, you know, where I, one of the places that I uh, go and teach emotional freedom technique and, uh, they, it is that love and acceptance of self, right? Uh, love and acceptance of even, you know, the part of accepting that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling anger, I'm feeling afraid, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, whatever it is that we're feeling, mm-hmm. uh, to start with that level of acceptance, right? that won't spiral down into, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this or, right. you know, all the judgments that we put upon whatever it is that we're feeling. And uh, and then being able to manage, you know, to, to work with that energy right. uh, much, much better. And again, working with, um, well, what is known as the virtues, you know, the cultivation of the virtues, which is compassion and uh, acceptance and mm-hmm. naturally um, love and, you know, those things that need to be present in order for us to be able to truly heal. Right. I feel like sometimes in our culture, like, we're, it's almost like we're scared of, like, taking care of ourselves. Like, oh, like, I'm spending too much time on me. Or, so you know, like, we take care of our kids and our job and, like, we come last. And then 
like we're like am i being selfish like i ask myself this sometimes because i'm like hey i'm gonna go upstairs and do yoga guys you know i'm like i'm abandoning my family (laughs) but i'm not you know because if i'm crazy and spiraled out like i'm not great to be around you know so i'm doing this but then when i feel you know back to my true self again Mm -hmm. and i go and then i'm like i'm fun and i'm relaxed and i'm happy so it's not selfish you know but we're like almost trained that way as especially as mothers like god forbid you know we stop and you know do something for ourselves so yeah it's um you know the the principle and the philosophy of the great wisdom teachings is that we everything is interconnected right right uh, there's no separation you know there's the illusion of separateness and and the truth is that whatever uh, we do for ourselves we're doing for the greater good of all right. and what we do for others we're doing it for ourselves as well right right so no separation there that's cool that's cool could you go over some of the other types of energy healing you do? Like, I know you guys teach Reiki, right? And yes, yes, yes. It's uh, it's one of my most favorite ways to spend the weekend, yeah. for sure. So it's um, uh, Reiki, a beautiful modality uh, that is uh, so needed for... Uh, again, that that learning how to heal self, mm-hmm. right? How to tap into these energies that are available to us, right? You know, they're uh, this uh, beautiful, uh, loving energy uh-huh. that is sustaining life, and that we can learn how to. Uh, access how to connect to it how to work with it so that then we can heal self that's the first step in in uh, level one Uh and then level two there's more tools that you can then have to uh, how to uh, be able to create a a shield around you uh, how to ground yourself, how to send uh, energy, healing energy long distance, uh-huh. how to work with um, the emotional and, and mental healing. And uh, so, yes, we have uh, uh, the teachings that uh, four levels of Reiki. So we're getting ready to do one in January for level three and four, which is, you know, how to teach Reiki, how to uh, is the Reiki master levels so okay yeah they're all available yeah okay um so i was gonna ask you a little bit about numerology just because i really like it and i don't know that much about it but every time i like do look into it i get really excited by it like when i look up a number like 555 has been coming up and i like look it up and i'm like oh my god you know there's all these like Mm -hmm. epiphanies with numbers but would so would you add numerology into your cosmobiology it is that like part of well the way that I like to use it is that you know when a client comes um I like to get to know them mm-hmm. a little bit uh and and from the perspective of you know what is it that uh energetically it does um because numbers they are a vibration right mm-hmm. you know we uh you know certainly uh, we have each of the numbers. When you think of two, you know, you think of, you know, the, the partnership and, you know, the, that part of two energies coming together, right? And uh, and then each of the numbers have their own quality. And so uh, looking at uh, someone um, learning about their personality, uh-huh. right? And then learning about uh, what their life 
path is, uh-huh. which is uh, having to do with the life lesson. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, I can give better guidance, right? I get to know a little bit more specific about uh, the individuals so that then, you know, guiding through what is their life lesson? Right. What is so, there, you know, here to learn? Right. So is the life path number, is that found out by adding the birthday? Yes. Okay. So, so you have your day and month. Mm-hmm. When you add those two, you get your personality number. Okay. Uh, when then you add to that your the the year that you were born. Uh-huh. And all of this is reduced to a single digit right, number right. because it's a nine-year cycle. Okay. Right? So then that's when you get to uh, know your life path, which is, again, uh, what you're here to learn in this right. lifetime, the experiences and the things necessary for your personal growth. And then there's the personal year. So personal year is uh, um, you take your day and month, and then you add the year of the last birthday. Okay. Because it goes from birthday to birth date. And oh. so uh, if you were to have, uh, for example, a one uh, um personal year, uh-huh. that means that it's important for you to uh, make sure that you make yourself the priority, actually, mm-hmm. you know, you uh, give yourself the attention, you make sure that you take care of, see, learn what is it that you need, what is it that you want, that mm-hmm. what is it that you, and it's also about uh, new beginnings, right? And uh, starting something new is the year that generally we're starting anew. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also the experience of oneness. Right. You know, experiencing unity with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the part of, you know, the priority is uh, allowing that time of meditation to really connect to who you are and what right. you need and what you like and what's, you know, uh, what what is it that you need to... Uh, begin to right. a new a new I mean it could be a new hairstyle it could right. be a new uh, routine that helps to improve you know health and well-being and your joy right yeah. it almost seems like you could kind of like place it on top of um, like the houses like because the first house is self and so like but instead of like nine you would have 12 so like 12 would be like completion would nine also be sort of like yeah, um, the would, end of a phase or yes 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 so there's some similarities and and some differences okay. uh, uh, you know it's um but but yes nine would be the the year of completion the closing chapter you know having closure uh, making sure that um, whatever you need to learn and whatever you need to forgive right that is the year uh, definitely to work on forgiveness so that you can start new Right. You can start fresh in the in the one year cycle. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, relation to astrology. Well, it works with your birth date and right. you know, right. and it's still working with you know definitely energy, energetics. Um, but in in astrology, um, it is uh, more with the cosmic energies. You know, okay. it's like understanding yourself as. You know, a cosmic being. Right, in relation to the cosmos versus being just self-centered. A lot of people, you know, one of the things that, how does it work? Uh Uh-huh. Right? I always um, 
part of, uh, I have a very scientific mind because my rising sign is in Aquarius. And so mm-hmm. me I too. love to learn. And we have the same midhaven. Yes. So, so you know, love to, love to, to learn. Uh, that's yes, for sure. That's, you know, continue to learn and continue to grow. But um, how it works is through the chakra system. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the energy centers that we know as chakras. Uh, they have through the law of correspondence. Mm-hmm. The law of correspondence is that vibrationally, you know, through uh, uh, the frequencies that each of the planets is vibrating at, mm-hmm. uh, is a corresponding chakra. Oh. So we know that um, in the chakra system, you have a corresponding color. A lot of people know about. You know, the rainbow color that is usually given to, and that's, you know, for exoteric astrology. There's also other colors involved Mm -hmm. um, that are associated with each of the chakras. But there's a a corresponding uh, mineral, a gem, a crystal, corresponding animal, corresponding, you know, plants and fruits and what have you, um, corresponding uh, musical note. But then there's the planets that are also, you know, so whenever... Uh, you know, you have, and just to kind of go through it quickly, uh, you know, in the root chakra is uh, ruled by Saturn. Okay. And then you have, in the second one is Jupiter, uh, the third one is Mars, and then the sun as well, uh, Venus at the heart, mm-hmm. uh, and Mercury in the throat chakra, and then okay. you have the pituitary um, you have the outer planets such as um, Pluto uh, ruling the pineal. Okay. Land. Um, and then uh, uh, the moon is the third eye, right? Uh, wow. You know, your sixth chakra. So whenever, you know, the what happens with the planets is that they can either be in harmony with one another, or mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, there's a definitely tension and, you know, this disharmonious frequencies, right? You know, they're kind of uh, jolting a little right. bit, uh, which is what, you know, is what causes us to be able to grow. Uh-huh. Right, it's when we are just uncomfortable, and right, you know, yeah. we need to do something. We need to come up with, uh, be creative, exactly. Right, and then that's when the opportunity to grow. But um, you know, when when planets are in harmony, then you know things are working well. But then you know you have to following. You know what's happening with the moon. You know, right, is the moon in a uh, in a particular. Uh, I know that you know we follow often looking at you know what what. Um, the moon, and it's the easiest, you know, sometimes to uh, definitely look into, uh, it's, um, it, it rules our emotions, mm-hmm. right? And so our feelings, and so our feelings will, if, if the moon is in Aquarius, our feelings are going to move toward, you know, learning things, you know, right. and uh, I want to learn about this and that. So we become really intellectual, right? And almost uh, not able to touch our feelings because we're, you know, so much focus in the intellect. Right. Um, and then when the, the moon can be in its home, which is cancer, uh-huh. and then, you know, we can have very nurturing feelings. We want to be at home and we want to be with family, right? Uh-huh. You know, and so our feelings would move toward that. But then when it's exile, when it's away from its home, it's like all the way to the opposite uh-huh. side, which is Capricorn. Yeah, that's where my moon is. <laughs> it's like yeah. way far away from. Yeah, so sometimes it may be difficult. Do you find that it's difficult to get in touch with what you're feeling? Um, I think I can get in touch with it, but I tend to have a hard time expressing it to others. Mm-hmm. But like I 
can I do feel it very deeply okay but like when I try to explain it you know like to my husband I feel like it takes him a while to even process Mm -hmm. you know like what I'm feeling because I can't remember where his moon is but he's you know just different with his emotions where mine kind of you know, it's, like, really, like, inward, you know, I don't, Mm -hmm. like, if I get, like, angry, I don't, like, express it outward. Internalize. Yeah, it goes in, and Mm -hmm. so it's, like, the opposite for him, so, you know, it's hard for him to know how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, so Mm -hmm. I I have to spend quite a bit of time putting it into words, which is really hard sometimes. And that would be the tendency, right, with the moon being exiled, it's just sort of that, you know, the feelings are a little bit obscure, like, you know, what, uh, even, I imagine that, you know, you've had to go through a process of what is it that I'm feeling, and then, you know, being able to express that. I've kind of spent my whole life trying to figure out how to articulate (laughs) what's going on internally to my world, but it's... I don't know. It's been nice because I, I really have put the work in, you mm-hmm. know, so, mm-hmm. you know, here I am having a podcast, you know, like I'm expressing it now, like yes. I'm sharing my growth with people yes. because I've had to spend a lot of time. I have like a, I have a Capricorn stelium in the 12th house. So I am like, mm. you know, I've spent a lot of time in this like unconscious and, and all this, but like now I'm like finally ready, you know, to mm-hmm. share. I also have like a lot of Aquarius energy in the first house. So I feel like that helps me with the external world mm-hmm. where my other stelium is like internal, internal. you know, so yeah. yeah, it's kind of a cool energy, but it's, it's intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, where uh, the, the, all the various tools, whether it's through shamanic work or yoga or mm-hmm. uh, Reiki and Qigong, in which I find that, you know, having uh, been exploring all of them, they all uh, base their knowledge on the energy systems of you know what we know as the chakras or the dantians and Uh you know when we have all these different planets that are uh again when we study astrologies what what is the uh the the um um i used the word before the 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 things that you know we uh we come with you know our our inventory right (laughs) yes and the things that you know we may be lacking so that then Uh we can uh, work with that and and help to cultivate and nurture you know the things that we need to and you know where we have too much energy in one area right you know how to then bring all that energy into cultivating and strengthening and building you right. know those places and you know within us that you know needing needing some uh, strengthening and right building and just like nourishing them and just allowing like I had this astrologer look at my chart and based on the 12th house placements he was like so you really need to spend a lot of time you know doing spiritual stuff meditating Mm -hmm. like that's gonna nurture you and Mm -hmm. you know and I always have this drive to want to do those things you know I'm like I need space you know that's probably like the one thing I ask the universe for the most it's like I just need space like I wish I could pause time and go in you know but it's so hard to make time as a you know a mother and I'm homeschooling I'm like all over the place but I I can recognize like if I just took that moment you know because that's what my soul needs it needs quiet still time to reflect so I I you know because of that I I in in the last 27 years it's just like okay what can especially lately though you know looking at the one minute solutions, one minute practices that uh, can really help in 
recalibrating, coming back to center, you know, uh, things that can help to, to clear and release. Right, and so as we go. I've been developing that, and that's uh, uh, one of the things that um, I, I've been offering. I had one client who we developed uh, every hour on the hour mm-hmm. to take just one minute. Okay. Yeah, to do something. Right. So we come up with all these different things that, right. you know. Uh, can be done that can make a, a world of difference right and you once yeah. you learn it you kind of can just yeah. carry it with you forever yeah. so it's worth exactly. the investment because now you know and exactly. it's like it's yours you yeah. know and then you could go off and teach if you needed to like yes. teach someone else that yes so. yes please pass it on <laughs> yes <laughs> we yes. need more people that you know it, it's a uh it, it's a um revolution that's happening mm-hmm. you know but in a way that is subversive or you know just uh, uh, as we each individually you know are able to access peace one of the mottos that i have is shift learn how to shift your energy your vibration so that you can access peace right because um we all want to have peace and right. you know we certainly can have all these different wars going on uh-huh. you know and 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 until you know we are able to develop and access this uh, um, peace within us right. it's, it's not possible you know we have we we have an internal war going on right um, what what brings us into anxiety and depression you know, is that internal, mental, right. uh, you know, the, the deprecation and the self-hate and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the all the things that bring us into uh, a state where uh, we feel so dissonant, uh-huh. right? You know, we've sort of like, I always, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that, that feeling internally that, you know, and, and, and restoring that back into right. a state of harmony, you know, bringing our frequency to that steady uh, mm-hmm. vibration and, and so that we can access peace right. because it is by relaxing the body. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, the physical practices, right? Right. Which then can help to relax the mind. But sometimes, you know, you see people doing yoga and, you know, they're listening to all this different, yeah. uh, you know, music and <laughs> words and, you know, and doing and your, 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 your mind is going. And mm-hmm. so sometimes uh, if the mind is too um, uh, active, it's important to do a strong physical practice mm-hmm. to get the, you know, anchor the mind in the body. You right. know, that's where the difficult... Uh, practices of uh, physical practices can help for sure um but it is um uh that that part of calming the mind relaxing stabilizing the mind so that then we can stabilize the emotions right once we are able to do that then peace is something that naturally naturally effortlessly you get to experience it right and you know that's the part of accessing right i feel like when each of us is at peace, and I think we kind of talked about it earlier, you know, it shifts our environment, you know, and there was this saying, and I have no clue where I heard it from, but like, if you want to change the world, you know, like, go clean your closet, like start, start at home, like start within yourself. And then when you're at peace, Mm -hmm. and you're out in the world, and people are like, what? Oh, I've never seen this, you know? And so, like, you give this example. And this is the whole, like, Christ thing, right? It's like to live by example. And people look at you and they're like, 
I never knew, you know, that there really were peaceful people. So then they start working on themselves. And then, you know, it's like this ripple effect. So in order, if you really want to change the world, you have to start with yourself. Like if you look out at the world and all you see is chaos and that you can't see a single good thing, then maybe there's chaos inside, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like the call to action, like everybody, you know, like try to cultivate that, Mm -hmm. that peace within and then. Yeah. It radiates out. Something that um, it seems, especially when the mind, the mind is the one that gets in the way. Yes. Right? You know, we have all these different conditioned thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not good enough. We'll never, you know, right. uh, uh, do anything. You know, all the, all the negative messagings that we received um, in, in childhood. And um, it's... Um, and luckily, I, you know, my parents were very supportive of, you know, right. you're, you're connected to the universe and you have all this uh, potential and ability, oh, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, and the part where it's really important that, that realization that peace is something that is our essence self. Right. Is it our, is what makes up who we are at our core. Right. And it is inextinguishable. It is something that, you know, it, it, it cannot be tainted. What happens is that our mind and our emotions get in the way. Right. And so that's why the breath is the master of the mind. <laughs> yes. And the mind is the master of our emotions. And so when we stabilize the mind and we stabilize our emotions, mm-hmm. then peace, which is our natural, when we talk about being our true selves, mm-hmm. right, it is being our most peaceful selves. Right. How do we know that, you know, one question that I, I pose is, you know, how do you know you're growing spiritually? Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, how, how uh, peaceful you are. Right. How, how you are able to maintain more moments of peace. Right. Because that's what, you know, definitely is having more moments of peace. Right. Uh, is, you know, in, in the beginning, just having one moment. Right. Which some people might have, it might have been years. you can access it, yeah. you know. Then, then you continue to do what it takes. Right. Which is removing what gets in the way of peace. Right. Removing the obstacles to, you know, being at ease in your own mind, mm-hmm. right? Which is the thoughts that are, are, we need to question those thoughts. Right. So you know what I'm thinking even true. Right, is this real or am yeah. I just True, is it true? Is it absolutely right true? And how would you feel without that thought? Right. Who would you be without that thought? And is that thought bringing you peace? Yeah, this right. is so beautiful. I love yeah. it. I love all of the stuff that you've shared with us Thank today. You. And um, we're kind of coming towards the end. Yes. Um, but uh, could you share with the audience sort of how they can contact you um, or keep up with little events that you guys put on? Or? Yeah. Well, and, and if you're listening, actually, we're having a goddess um, oh. uh, gathering on the 26th of October. Okay. Uh, yes, there's um, a grid that uh, definitely there are those organizing a whole worldwide mm-hmm. grid where uh, the, the divine feminine, you know, to establish it more. We need, okay. we need more compassion right. in our world. And it's so important to develop that. But um, it's uh, how to reach me. Well, there's my website, which is okay. uh, shantifree.com. 
Um, and then also uh, my phone number is 865-621-5301. And I am located in the heart of Knoxville in West Hills area. Okay. Uh, and um, yeah, feel free to text me or call me. And, you know, just uh, that's the, the exciting. I certainly have some Reiki classes coming up with the goddess. Uh, okay. Having some groups also, Satsang, which is uh, Seekers of Truth or a community, uh, you know, that is uh, looking to uh, discover, you know, what we call truth, the truth that sets us free. We're gathering on Tuesday nights as well at six thirty. So okay, yeah. There's awesome. uh, but anyway, thank there's you for so having me. Thank on. you for those of you who are listening. Yes, thank you for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. Join us next week on the Astro Hour. Talk to you soon.